listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salter, the queen of team. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. I forgot who I was. <laughs> <laughs> this is Whole Hour Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. <laughs> and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. That's because I've wrapped my... I'm, just, I'm looking at uh, Ed Langlo's little gadget, and I, can, I cannot wrap my... Uh, br- no, I you actually, need to rephrase that, Erica. Uh, uh, <laughs> big gadget. You got a big gadget. My, it's a big gadget EMF or no? Meter. Oh, try again. But, it's, a, it's an EMF meter. Yeah. Radio frequency meter. So I, I actually... It freaked me out so bad, I put my phone in the car. <laughs> I do not even... Yeah, I just yeah. I turn on. It's off. It's done. It's over. You like, And then I'm like, where am I? I you knocked me out of my body. <laughs> so people go like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, that's why you tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Because you want to like not know anything. That's right. So, Ed, so talk about your little... To- your big toy. Well... <laughs> Once again, to <laughs> cry again. Okay. No, seriously, yeah, what is it? What is it? It's a little early in the morning for but I know. Uh, <laughs> so you. I bought an EMF meter, and uh, we've been talking so much about 5G and the issues with radio frequencies, and so I decided to go out and buy a meter and try and, and educate myself, a little self-edification here. And so I'm still learning, but... That uh, looks like a really cool one. Can I ask what you paid for it? Uh, $120. Okay, I, that's reasonable. So, uh, but... It, it does some pretty amazing things, and I haven't uh, learned all the things it can do. But right now, it's monitoring the EMF, the RF, and the and the EF frequencies here. And it's fine right now. Yeah, everything is zeroed out right now. Get it close to your cell phone, it goes nuts. Mm-hmm. So uh, 10 millihertz or, or uh, milliwatts, rather, is acceptable in the RF, in the radio frequency. And right now it's at 0.003. Get it next to my cell phone, it goes up to 30, three times what the acceptable level is. And that's in close proximity to the phone. So the the radio frequency dissipates with distance, and it's it's noticeable. Uh, I can go up to my microwave, and it just goes berserk. It goes up to like 300 when I'm holding it against the microwave. With the microwave running, I step three to four feet away from it, and it goes back down to, you know, 10, 8, 5. So, Have you tested your food after your microwave? No. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my question to you is... What do those numbers mean? I mean, just because now you've got these numbers and it's fluctuating and, and you're seeing all the, the craziness, what does that mean? I mean, what kind of, of damage is it doing to your body? What what effect? Not so much damage, but what effect is it having? I can't answer that question. Okay. That's part so of what my, how does my, that in, So then how does that information help you? Well, when I read something that says to me that, uh, that 10 milliwatts and below is acceptable i have to take that for gospel at this point and when i can walk around with this meter and it's reading again it's reading uh point zero zero one and then when i get close to something that goes up to 30 i have to assume based on what i know that that's a bad thing holding your cell phone closely within three-eighths of an inch of your face of your ear is a bad idea, and I'm just going to accept it because what's the downside of being wrong, or what's the downside of being right? If, but see, that's if, the question. If it does damage you, and 
and I hold it away from my body, then I'm I'm saving myself. If it doesn't damage you and you hold it away from your phone, what's the downside? You held your phone away from your head for all of your life. <laughs> but you didn't really the, – the cost of the insurance policy is very low. But so my, I'm taking it. But the question is, what is the downside if it goes over 10? Well, you're, you're that's, talking that's to the wrong the person. You're well, asking the wrong see, person, Dr. D. Okay, but you're the doctor. What? No, no, you tell no, I'm me. an audio physician. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason I bring this up is you bought this device to measure this. Yes. For what purpose? Just to, to know? To educate well, myself. For That's the, the crux of the reason. Okay. It is the, education. Is education. And um, in the Apple phone, it says, it has in the dis- you, disclaimer, yes. it tells you not to have your phone up against your body. If you go into settings and you go into general and go down to legal, it will give you a, like a, uh, a warning about the proximity of that phone and it refers to uh, five millimeters or 55 millimeters away from your body which I calibrated out to about three-eighths of an inch it's not huge and this meter supports that if I hold the meter up against the phone it it goes up to okay. like 30 and so as I'm thinking I pull about people it away, the, having it in their pockets. The milliwatts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, when I'm wearing my sweatpants, I put it in the pocket of my sweatpants. Did, did, I used to. Have you tested it um, with your phone on airplane versus your phone normal? Because if I'm no. going to have my phone anywhere near my body, I usually put it on airplane. Oh, no. I, well, I, we I can play with that, that at break. Yeah. Could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for example, and, and again, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get to, to a point here. Um, they tell you not to put your hand on a hot stove. They tell you why you don't put your hand, because you will burn yourself. Why would you not put the phone that it's cancer? Person? Well, the kids, yeah. That's it, what I'm trying to get oh. to is why yeah. would this information they, They've already have yeah. removed cancer from people like who sticks it. Okay. You know, on the, okay. a lot of people chest, that have put yeah. it in their bra. Yeah. Okay. And there has already been surgical, um, you know, surgeries of certain kinds of cancers being removed to it that people that just lit you know stick it there and i i always uh recommend to my both of my boys i'm like unless you put it in a safety pack that dominique has for yeah. their phone i have a safe sleeve right it is a emf protector and we put it up against the register right and it yes indeed yeah. it affected it yeah, it, it reduced it yeah right. it the faster the frequency of the radio wave the more likely it is to be carcinogenic. The higher, the, and I don't have all the numbers written down here anymore, but the higher the I frequency. I jumped into action. Like That's all you, I know. It's got to be about Erica right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just took the phone and I put it in the car. In the car. So far it's away closed. From, Wait, are you going to get home, away. Erica? Huh? Are you going to walk home? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and then I'm going to put it in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need my phone. It does, but that's the one comforting fact is that it does dissipate with distance. Mm-hmm. And it's measurable mm-hmm. with this device. And that awareness that you're creating is changing habits. And so that's oh, the thing. Is, and there's, like you said, there's no downfall. And you have a gut response of like this, you know, trusting your gut response. And that's something that's really key, too, because science changes over time. And oh, so, but if it does, right it now. is changing radically right now. So, but that awareness is leading to changing of habits. And those changing of habits is making you feel better. 
And so with feeling better, you're feeling more safe, protected, whatever that is, and that's giving you benefit, sure. right? I probably spent at least 15 minutes a day trying to find my phone. <laughs> no, I, because I've been detached from it. I, I try really because yeah. I know it's to not stay good. Away from it. I don't want to like look at just mm-hmm. that instant response, that immediate gratification that you get. And then I love it when I just keep on looking at the bubble. I'm like, da, da, da. <laughs> I'm not going to respond right now. I see you. I see like when you're texting back and forth with somebody, right? And you see their little bubble and like, da, 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 da. I'm like, well, can you imagine how long a person is sitting there looking? Because my bubble and your bubble, you can both see each other's bubble. I don't feel like talking to you right now. <laughs> I forget about my bubble all the time. And my teenager goes, Ma, they think you're responding. And I'm you're like, not. oh, well, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you go off to do something else. <laughs> Say, well, let's do something else. We got Melissa Fitch back. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> got a couple of minutes. And, I, and I'm so happy. And I want to quick, okay, Emily Yurchichin, Dominique Hackett, Ed Langlow. We got Christine Marie. And back to uh, Melissa. I, I think we've targeted. This is Tuesday, nine a.m. I think we do. We we're close to the petition mark, but past the petition, where are we at? Well, because I know you had a meeting. Uh, did you not have no, a meeting? Well, we had a meeting just some parents. Okay, and, some parents. And when I say some parents, it's just a small handful of us. Right. Um, we're still trying to. Um, spread the word that right. this has even happened, and meaning after, the dos oh, pueblos literally because yeah. uh, you know we have a following. Okay, but so if somebody just tuned in right no, the second, we, just we need to keep them updated. Okay. okay, well, so dos, Pue- dos pueblos little league um, decided to take a year off, in their own words, from the challenger league or challenger division. That's what I saw in the news. They're telling that that's you, their story you have a, now. Yeah. yeah, you're taking a year sabbatical or something. <laughs> but that was so they didn't notify any of the challenger parents or any of the volunteers or coaches. They just did this, and that amongst- was in response to the key the media that was brought forward after people realized that they couldn't register their kid, correct? Children, child, correct? Um, and thank first of all, thank you for all of your efforts. Okay, thank you for bringing it to the forefront along with Reda Slay. Um, we include our challenged children with our teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the challenger division, for those who don't know what it is, really quickly, it's mm-hmm. an inclu- it's little league for kids with special needs. And so the challenger kids have their own teams, and then the typical little league players will come and volunteer on the field with the special needs children. So we play all different levels of baseball, but they're included in the day, like, you know, little league day where everybody's out on the field and everybody's in uniform and we're all playing because we're all kids and we all love to play right. baseball. So but let's somehow- do this. Um, let's get, let's break it down a little bit more, but let's get a little break first because I got smushy sign about a minute ago and I'm like, I'm smushing him back because oh, you're, no. you're speaking. Okay. But we have so many cool commercials. Okay. So let's get to those. We'll be back in two minutes with more after these messages. back and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Um, okay, we're back and we have in the house Melissa Fitch and I wanted to go through the steps 
that got us to this point and then what we're what plan or what, what we're doing moving forward because it's about kids playing exactly Incl- but inclusively inclusively okay. it would be simple to take all of our special needs families and children and go play somewhere else right big deal but mm-hmm. what does that teach anybody I, mm-hmm. I want to make a plug for for kids interacting with challenged children my son James who is oh, 27 years old is still friends with a challenged child that he made friends with in second grade at Hollister Elementary School. Mm -hmm. So interacting with our challenged community is hugely important and enriches all of our lives. Yeah. I mean, the amount of volunteers that have come out of the woodwork, per se, Mm -hmm. that are grown adults now Mm -hmm. talking about the program. Everybody's pretty much horrified that it's happened. Mm -hmm. The saddest part is, is it's a small group of adults who couldn't work things out and you're talking about the the DP Little League board. Well, the board and I'm sh- and I know some of the challenger reps were not angels. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pushback from both sides. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't affect the kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids right. are the ones the that are suffering. Are the ones that are paying the price. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, it it's all the board's decision. If they want our kids back on the field, they could make it happen in a minute. Mm-hmm. So it's just right now my or our main focus is to make the community aware of what's really going on. So will the kids be able to play ball at another location? We don't have anything squared away because we still are really, really hoping that the community can rally behind this and get people to realize that it's really important and that just that small group of people should not be making this type of a decision because it does benefit the typically developing children as well as the special needs kids. Well, you have almost 1,500 people signed a petition, so 1,500 versus 8 to 10 board members, you know, just, I mean, come on now. Yeah, and I mean, they're standing behind certain statements and, and, you know, there's... It, it, it the whole situation is so sad, but it could be fixed with them reopening the division. And it's such an opportunity for learning for everybody. You know, it's such an opportunity for learning for people who because you're speaking up. You're speaking up about what what's important and the benefits, not only for these special needs, ki- the challenger kids, but for everybody, for our community, for the, the growth and the healing that it comes from that. So I think that's the really key thing. Oh, we made a mistake. We didn't realize or, you know, there's an opportunity for growth all around. Yeah. How, how often does the board meet? Like, where would be the, is there a time frame? We don't frame? know. We would oh. love to be able to go to a board meeting, talk to people, but we cannot find out when the next board meeting is or where it is. So it's a little confusing that it's a volunteer-run organization, and rather than moving forward, we offered new challenger volunteers stepped up at the end of last season, knowing there were some issues, and they were not utilized. Nobody was reached out to. Any other boards always have problems. We all know it. Volunteering is volunteering. Usually have a rep. I've been on a lot of boards. I usually have a rep from, if you have wings of your nonprofit, you have a representative from that wing. So not to have that person from the, a person from the challenges to be on the board 
it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me, right, Dee? I mean, you, well, you're more familiar there, with There's it. something that, uh, to me that also the community needs to understand. We have so many nonprofits in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. that are working to help to support our community. And part of the way that we do this, when you run a nonprofit, there are policies and procedures that you are guided by. Mm-hmm. And if you're a 5013C, they are state statutes. So uh, there are rules and regulations for how our nonprofits are run. And we need to honor and respect that in order to accomplish things in a harmonious fashion. Mm -hmm. So I would say if no one has read it, it probably would be good to read the Little League Charter and see how it was that the um, challengers fitted in. Uh, Yeah, no, every, I mean, it has been read and there was supposed to be board a board rep like i said new people stepped up at the end of last year when the old rep i i heard through the grapevine got thrown out of the boardroom because there was so much headbutting because of changes that were being forced upon the division Mm -hmm. that were unsafe for the way that our kids work um, Let's so. clarify that because when I was a part of it for the seven years with my two boys through Bishop Diga High School as the buddy school during baseball season, I, well, I, what I experienced, I don't know if it changed in those seven years, but for for the first, like, say, three years after it started for seven years from that, they did it by level of ability. So it, it wasn't age-based. It made a lot more sense that you did it by level of ability because if you had somebody super... It makes a safer game. I think so. Exactly. And that's why nobody ever got hurt. It was always split the coaches and the volunteers that worked with the kids and knew the kids with parent input of what the children's abilities were. How could you go 13 to 15 and then you had highly functioning, like good athletes with somebody who and three kids who were 13 with cerebral palsy. You can't. That, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make for a somebody's fun game gonna for get, everyone. Well, it's not even so much fun. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The safety issue. This, this huge safety yeah. issue. Yeah. So now, what, what I want to know, and I, again, I'm just asking you, and if you don't know, just say you don't know. We'll figure it out like at, at break or something. What's the law? They, I heard DP Little League said that it's you have to put them by age. That is the law. So and I'm like, well, that that's a dumb law. But I mean, that doesn't even make any sense not, to me because that, I just I can't wrap my brain around it. But you tell me. I don't. I don't know. So challengers is its own division, just okay. like the the T ball has a certain age limit. Right. Challengers has, I believe, it's up to 22 or 24. Okay. All the years that we, from the beginning up until like three or four years ago. So you have like 16 years of history. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about it. Yeah, it was going for 15 years. And uh, probably every other person you would speak with. And without one injury. Not one injury. Right, doing it your way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then they wanted to switch it, and they ma- and uh, made a senior divi- a senior challenger division. Okay. And I think part of it was they were not comfortable with us having so many old kids on the fields, but they were always safely divided and 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 they were anyway. taking up fields, three fields. Correct. We okay. So they were fields. taking three fields, three fields for an hour, two hours, hour and an hour and a half. Right. Okay. From ten to and it did ten get to eleven thirty. Well, at the peak, it was 80 kids. And then it seemed, okay, with the three fields. So think about it. Now you have this explosion in Goleta. Okay. That's, I mean, that's the only thing. There's we're a lot of children. So a lot more kids. 
So unless you're going to go Saturday, Sunday, and this is like I've had a side conversation with a few people to say, look, okay, you need the feels. I get it. So you sit down with everybody and say, hey, guess what? Good news. More good news. We are doing so good. We are expanding way above expectations. We need to include Sunday. Right. They right. could have come to the table with so many different options. options. They never an talked. Option. They never yeah, because talked. Because to say you have to go in at 8 o'clock in the morning, that to me is kind of, pa- I don't want to say passive aggressive, but I mean. I had a hard time with my five children getting them at 8 in the morning <laughs> to the soccer field. Just, it's kind of hard. I can't even imagine. So what you're saying is that I have to give up baseball because I can't do it. Well, Nor do I want my child left. that's in a wheelchair who's 12 to play with kids not in a wheelchair because they're 12. Because I'm, I would be afraid. I got enough going on getting them to the ball field worried about if they're going to get hurt, hit in the face with a ball. So it doesn't make any sense right. to me. This whole no. thing is just beyond. I mean, think about it, folks. We need to all stop, take a breath, and be together on this mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's about the kids, mm-hmm. not about we uh, kind of have to surrender, throw, throw the oars in the boat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, Emily, you're going to say something really profound right now. I could look at you. you, you I know, smushy, but no, go past <laughs> the smush. Smushy, say something. Well, I was just going to say that this is such an opportunity for those who are speaking up. I love to that. educate. Yes. To educate these people, because to me, it's a, a lack of awareness and yes. a lack of understanding See? and a privacy. Oh, totally. We have two and beautiful <laughs> teachers in the room. <laughs> It's in their DNA. That's just it. The the community is not aware of what has happened. Right. I was in the grocery store and like 10 people are like, are you kidding me? How did that happen? Mm -hmm. So nobody knows. And that's what we just need to, because Santa Barbara's way better than this. We've said it before. Exactly. And that's the scary thing when there isn't the communication. So you're modeling the communication. We speak up, we get petitions when something isn't right, and we learn what's going on so that we can improve the situation, right? So, I mean, to me, that's really modeling for those people who are unaware to wake up hey you know yeah <laughs> okay, what we'll do is we're gonna go pull a card we got the care we got the animal as a pull a card we're gonna take a break Erica Bob of the we'll be back for our few messages Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right, so, I mean, in conclusion, okay, <laughs> we are going to love our way back to the field, right? We're going to love our way. Lots of love. That's what we're going to do. We're going to love our way so our kids, because they are our kids. Do you know what's so amazing about baseball? I mean, what a game. This is an American game. It has to do with individuals stepping up and standing up as an individual and yet also incorporating a team and doing things that are based upon their team winning. I mean, it's it's such an American game. So, of course, we want this all to work out. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, really. 
and you pull the temperance card. See, that tells it all right there. We're going to have, uh, yeah, Christine Marie's going to tell you what that means. And then follow this, okay? <laughs> follow this all day. <laughs> so the temperance card is about healing. There's um, an, an, an angel who's got one foot in the water and one foot on land. It's about integrating the emotional, watery, and the material, physical world. And so it's really the, the alchemical angel. She's pouring one into the other. And it's it's really a card of, of, of incredible healing, of, of um, finding the right mixture, <laughs> finding the right balance. And um, and so to me, it, it would mean that there's a healing that's happening underneath. It's just not, not only for, you know, the, the challengers and for Little League, but for the community, because that's what's been spoken about here is Santa Barbara's better than this. So it's time for us to look at it and, and be better. Right, and so many people still don't know, and and we don't know all. I don't know all the details as a parent, but I do understand as a nonprofit, we just go forward, right? There's no criminal activity going on. There's nothing horrible. It's all about baseball and getting all of the kids to play. And just because my son has Down syndrome doesn't mean he doesn't love to play any less than the kid that is on the majors. Mm-hmm. And it can also be being able to step back as the observer and recognizing the part. Everybody is playing a part in that. So it's taking the, the personal out of it to some degree, and I'm just observing all the players and what's happening. Like you were talking about, this is an opportunity of healing for the whole community. And what are those roles? Look at how I'm, I'm what I'm saying here and what I'm doing. What And to be that observer, I think, can be really, really helpful where you're not as tied or pulled emotionally but you can step back and and work to to get that chemistry of the balance um and a, a lot of times when we get into issues where things aren't going the way that we feel that they really should and we have that sense of righteousness and justice mm-hmm. our instincts can jump in and say that we're dying if the world doesn't manifest the way that we believe that it should mm-hmm. and so that's part of our work mm-hmm. as adults is incorporating that, wow, we have many different emotions giving us great information, Mm -hmm. and our job is to stay in balance, take all that information, and then also be available to the person who may be currently our adversary at this time. What are their needs? And that's part of learning the art of of nonviolent communication. It's a challenge to hold back your agenda and listen to the other side and say, what is your concern, and is there a way that we can meet your concerns, and how can we find Well, you can check the three boxes, the, the stuff that I've heard. There, It's easy fixes. It's totally easy, easy fixes. Easy fixes. And even if you don't meet the day of opening day, I remember years back that you didn't open on opening day anyway. You can right. still join in three weeks later or two weeks later until you meet the check boxes of the league and you're willing to do that. Right. So well, everybody we all, is willing right, to, do to do it. it. We just right. don't know what they are because they haven't communicated. Okay. So it's all about communication and lack thereof. Exactly. I went back through emails. I was reaching out to the board president in last April right. when there was issues going on. And then communication just stopped. So Okay. Well, the nice thing is, is then you get these people from, you know, um, outside the Michael Bakers United Boys and Girls Club CEO reaches out and says, "What do, what can I do? What can United Boys and Girls Club do to help? Because we want to help." So it's kind of cool, you know. It's, I think that's just amazing. And there are, there are people out there in the community because they want to see the kids play. 
So we're right. not missing a season. No, we're, we're going to play somewhere. Right. But it's, you know, it's also kind of like a life lesson. Mm-hmm. It's an ouch, and, and we're going to heal. Yeah. It's an ouch, and we're going to heal, but our kids are no less important than the typical kids that are still playing. So why did our kids get kicked to the curb? And, and let somebody who's made that decision explain it to them. Because I'm tired of explaining it to my 17-year-old who's been playing on, in that division since he was five and loves baseball to death that baseball's not starting because a group of adults have made a decision and they didn't include any of the families or volunteers or coaches from the challenger division. So it, it's really kind of weird. Well, we really appreciate bringing it to light because we're all about teens and we're all about kids. Right. And we're all about team sports. Thank you. I think we'll take a little shorty. All right, let's take a little break. Thank you again. Put your hands together. We love you. If you want to stick around, Thank please you stick for around. Me. All right. I actually have to go get him. He's at swim team. Oh, there you go. All right. God bless you. All right, All let's right. take a little break. Erica Salda, the Queen of Team, will be back with more after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Just one last thing. Melissa had to um, pick up her son. Um, what a beautiful person. You know, don't you love talking about somebody behind their back? I do. Um, <laughs> especially when it's good stuff. Oh, That's the only way we should talk. I love, love, right? I mean, I mean, come on, I can't even. I could never switch places with her. You know, she's a beautiful being, and and um, I I have never been blessed um to meet her son. Like I know Keaton real well, uh, Redis Redis Lay's son, but it's um. This whole thing just didn't have to get to this point, but at the end of the day, it's going to turn out to be better. And more people are going to know about the challengers than ever. More people are going to yeah. support them. And it's going to understand the importance of participating yeah, exactly. in their nonprofit. Right, absolutely. So on that note, we are um, a few signatures short. So there are. If you look around on Facebook, you'll see a petition. And all we need is a couple of more signatures um, if it's not already done by the time you check out this show. And then what happens is once those signatures are all filled out, it gets to go to the national. And then it gets it gets the more uh, awareness because it's all about being aware. Dominique, you want to say? Yay. Yeah, we're going to be aware now. Ed, <laughs> Ed, let's Ed. get to talk to about, about being aware. Right, Award, aware. So, Awardness. I brought a, a special guest in today, but uh, I think we'll start out with the If Only I'd Known segment, and okay. then we'll move on. So If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens here in the studio, as well as those listening into the show. This week's segment is on man's greatest vices, drugs and alcohol. Now, alcohol will likely be a part of our lives for the rest of our lives, and in 1920, the 18th Amendment established the prohibition of intoxicating liquors. On December 5th, 1933, that prohibition was repealed by the 21st Amendment. So how and when alcohol is acceptable has been a controversy ever since. I'm going to use an analogy here of similarities between alcohol and fire. A fire in a fireplace can create a comfortable atmosphere right there in your living room. Ironically, if that cozy, warming fire gets out of the fireplace, it can take everything you have, your house, your family, 
all your clothes, the car, and the garage, and your life with ease. Now, to a teen, it may seem hypocritical when an adult tells them not to drink alcohol. Then you see them sitting at the dinner table with a glass of wine in their hand. So think of that glass of wine as the fire in the fireplace. But learn this, (coughs) if that glass of wine turns into an alcoholic habit, just like that fire, the alcohol can take everything you have and everything you are. Drinking alcohol leads to a loss of coordination, poor judgment, slowed reflexes, distorted vision, memory lapses, and blackouts. Alcohol also causes a brain to release dopamine. That makes you feel good. But over time, chronic drinking actually depletes the amount of dopamine in your brain, causing you to crave more alcohol. That's called an addictive personality or alcoholism. And alcoholism destroys thousands of lives across the United States every year. All I'm asking is that you think long and hard before you consume any alcohol or drugs at all. Promise you this, you'll have less regrets and life will go much smoother if you learn to respect what alcohol and drugs can do to you. And we have in the studio right now someone who's very knowledgeable of the warning signs and who to contact for experience, strength, and hope when dealing with addiction, Lyle Kennedy. Welcome to the show, Lyle. Thanks, Ed. And thanks, Erica and Dr. D. And it's a great privilege to be in the studio today with a bunch of people that are actively raising awareness to help solve some of the problems in the community. Okay, Lyle, I have a few things uh, I'd like to talk about, but let's start with who is Lyle Kennedy and what led you to being knowledgeable about addiction? Well, Ed, as you know, you being a longtime friend, um, I could probably sum this up in a couple minutes and give you a little background about my history here in Santa Barbara. You know, I went to the schools here locally. I was at La Colina Junior High and San Marcos High School. Um, I was involved in different groups, but could always seemingly find myself in awkward and uncomfortable situations as to find the group that I truly felt like fit. And in that discomfort and that awkward feeling, there was this growing fear of rejection and approval and some sense of being in a uncomfortable situation in regards to school they and social contact. They kind of call that socially, uh, socially awkward or social anxiety. Yes, exactly. And that anxiety, of course, produces some discomfort. And the discomfort is a fear-driven response. And so what I'm trying to do today is to not sound like I'm giving advice, but simply share my experience in the hope that it'll raise awareness, like our topic for today. We're trying to raise awareness. And the only way that we can seemingly come up with a solution to a problem is to first identify that we have a problem to work on. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I have experience with, uh, and it had a great impact on my life, was uh, a growing dependency of alcohol and drugs and using that as a coping mechanism, so to speak, to take away the awkward and the discomfort and give me that sense of peace and ease or a social lubrication so that I could be in groups and feel comfortable. And it's totally understandable that people would do that. 
It's not an unusual thing to go for. Actually, it's quite common. And, uh, you know, I think that in the growing dependency and using that as a coping mechanism, which, of course, I grew up in the 60s, which was the better living through chemistry generation. <laughs> <laughs> so we were given opportunities to make a lot of investigative uh, uh, adventures in certain drugs and alcohol. And I grew to depend on that and then later got into the construction uh industry here in town, owned my own company, followed a path to prosperity, sold the construction company, put an invention on the market, wound up living at Rincon Point and driving <laughs> in limousines from time to time. But that growing dependency on drugs and alcohol altered my state of mind, caused me to develop different patterns and rhythms and habitual behavior, which led to the destruction. So it's, it's not just someone who uh, isn't successful. This hits every level, every social, every culture. Everybody gets hit with this. It's a, an extremely equal opportunity disease. <laughs> yes, it is. But part, part of that is that, because my, my dad was an addict, and, and uh, part of that is you build up these empires. You're very, alcoholics tend to be very charismatic, mm-hmm. very sensitive, very bright. They can make things happen a lot of times, but there is, like you said, there's that, it's like building up these empires, and then because there's a dependency, um, that it doesn't, it's, it's not an, a natural natural flow from dependency on the source, right? Very much so. And I'm active in the rooms today of recovery and 12-step programs here in town. And believe me, I don't want to break anybody's anonymity, but I'm surrounded by actors, lawyers, doctors, people of great intelligence and successful adventures in life. And this disease has given them an opportunity to not only hopefully come into recovery and overcome the problem, but of course, as purpose and meaning and giving us some sort of fulfillment, we now get to share our experience in the hope that we're helping others. So this was the hard thing that I had. I mean, I raised five children, and, and they have all gone through their various things with drug and alcohol. How does a person who is experiencing possibly a dependency on alcohol and drugs, how do they finally say, oops, I'm, I'm addicted, I need help? There are signs of uh, warning signs of addiction, and I've got a couple of them written down. Ed and I actually talked about this a little bit, so that's a perfect opportunity for me to bring that up. The, uh, the signs that typically uh, pertain to the young people, uh, and I kind of weeded out because there's a brochure in, in AA that's called 20 Questions. It's a test you really don't want to score too high on. <laughs> Actually, if you answer yes to one of the 20 questions, you have a potential to be an alcoholic. If you score two on the 20 questions test, there's a very likely tendency to be alcoholic. And if you answer yes to three questions, it's a definite that you are alcoholic. Alcoholism is such a cunning, baffling disease Mm -hmm. of deception and denial Mm -hmm. that I, for example, when I first entered into the rooms of recovery, and oh, by the way, I was dropped off at Cottage Care by my drug dealer. So if you're dropped off at rehab by your drug dealer, it's very likely you have a problem. You just might be an addicted. (laughs) Yes, possibly. Yes. At midnight, by the way. Had some business to tend to. Um, But, you know, if you wish people would mind their own business about your drinking and stop telling you what to do is a likely sign. 
if you've ever decided to stop drinking or drugging for a week or so, but only lasted a couple of days is a likely sign. Uh, if you've missed days of work or, as the teens, of course, school because of their drinking and drugging and they use that as a reason for missing, um, then that's a good sign that there's some problem maybe on the horizon. The progression of the disease, of course, is a lot of times acquired over time. So I don't know if I was born an alcoholic, but I know when I drank an alcoholic was born. The effect that was produced by alcohol led me down a road of dependency on a very short path. Another sign that, um, you know, could be likely for especially the young is if you've ever had thoughts that your life would be better if you just stopped drinking and drugging. And one of the uh, other ones, of course, that is indicative is if you ever crave a drink or a drug at certain times of the day or on certain days of the week. I had eventually controlled my drinking to only drinking on days that ended in Y. (laughs) Now, the patterns of behavior that can lead to addiction, of course, uh, by an altered state of mind, we tend to follow our thoughts. And as we've discussed today, it's our thoughts that lead us to the actions, and the actions is what produces the result. So if my thoughts are altered, my actions will likely be altered, and the results have a tendency to go on the negative side. So how do teens, what's the best way to reach out? Do they go to their counselor? Who, do, who can they go to? Well, there's uh, an absolute mecca of resources here in Santa Barbara for recovery. And today was part of my journey was to hopefully plant a seed of hope for parents who may be concerned or teens that may be asking themselves the question. I'd asked myself the question so many times when I first entered into recovery about whether I was or whether I wasn't an alcoholic that my sponsor said, well, if you ask the question that many times, you've given yourself the answer. We're blessed with hotlines here in town, and we're also blessed with a multitude of places where we can reach out. There are 24 sober living homes in Santa Barbara. There are detox centers in Santa Barbara. There's a central office for Alcoholics Anonymous on 14 West Anapamu, a Young People's uh, Southwest Area Conference affectionately called Swacky Paw. And then there's a hotline for Narcotics Anonymous. And then there's Al-Anon, Alateen, Alatot, Alapat. I'm just kidding. So, so you, you could just Google Alateen, right? Exactly. To get contact information for that. The majority of the information that I got on local resources, even though I've been sober 30 years and I'm involved in it actively on a daily basis, I still went online and found an absolute pool of stuff that would be helpful um, by just AA.org Santa Barbara or NA.Santa Barbara or, you know, Alaton, Alateen or uh, Alanon. Those things come up online and they uh, actually directed me to another website called Intervention America. So even if we're not in Santa Barbara, this is a whole list of sober living homes, detox centers and avenues towards the solution, whether you're in Santa Barbara or in some other zip code. I think the, the important thing we've got to we've got to close up here, but I think the important thing is to start a conversation. I mean, the parents, they can't be afraid. Yeah, exactly. And because a lot of times the child is not going to be able to open up themselves, but the parent or a friend. Up here, the best thing I somebody's did gotta was looking my children in the eye and saying, uh, I actually said to one of my, my children, I won't name the one, 
uh, what is the song you want me to play at your funeral? Because mm-hmm. the choices you're making. Hardcore! That yeah. appears to be Tough the love. Way. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll close on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. I'm just kidding. What's true, though? That's what Wait, it was a major do. turnaround. Yes. Oh, it, it was a major yeah. turnaround. Even yeah. uh, that's how Moses parted the Red Sea. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to put that staff down there. Yeah. It's true. Well, you know, and you, you had a lot built up prior to saying that. I mean, it was years mm-hmm. of, yeah. Nice. Hey, let's take a little break. All right, it's Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. We're back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports. And this is Erica Salt. Everyone's like, I, I, it's this machine that's next yeah. to me. Yeah, blame it on the monitor. Blame it on the machine. I, it zaps me out. All right, Emily, help me. Got it. You, wow. Throwing you the ball. <laughs> well, I'm. I have a total shift of what I'm going to say from the beginning of the show. First of all, I have to give a shout out to Barb and Evelyn at Dr. Kirk's optometry office today. My contact lens got stuck in my eye, and they helped me get. It out, and it was a story that I can't tell now because I don't have time to tell it. But they were amazing, and so I wanted to give them a shout out. And so, but I wanted to end with Lyle because I was so affected by what you were saying about alcoholism. My dad was an addict, I grew up with that. I remember addictive energy moving through me, and it was like electricity, it was like that thing was zoom, you know. And I, but I, but for me, it wasn't. It wasn't alcohol. It was actually sugar. And it was actually, in particular, chocolate. And so I remember I would, uh, but I'm a, I'm a musician and I'm a composer. And so many people in Santa Barbara, part of the reason we have such an alcoholism issue, there's so much creativity. And so creativity is such a huge piece of, it's like the flip side of that alcohol. So instead of stuffing that energy, to me, what has helped me so much is to express it, to express those emotions, right? There was so much shame. There was so much anger and rage and all that and stuffing it. I saw my dad, he would stuff those emotions. And for me, it was really about getting it out. It was about expression. It was about communication. It was about freeing myself. And I had to sometimes, I'd have like a candy bar in one hand and my guitar in the other hand. And I would, but somehow that energy shifted. And I now am so grateful because because uh, creativity really saved my life in terms of going down that path. So I would just, I just would thank you so much for your authenticity, your honesty, for bringing that message out, and it can, it can help us all so much to remember that. You're definitely, and welcome back monthly, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do. Yeah. You can't say. I mean, I, I said this with uh, real quick because it's um, a secret. Yeah, it is yeah. a secret. It is, yeah. and we we got to break it. It's all yeah, about um, the, the secret. That's part of the addiction. It is. It's all about opening it up right. and uh, creating a dialogue. So we'll. And- and, and loving yourself. Yes. Loving yourself yeah. in everything, right? Loving yourself right. into yep. wellness. Um, hey. That's exactly right. Santa Barbara, love yourself today. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. God bless. <laughs>